On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hello, everybody. This is Pub Crawlers with the genius of the geriatric kind. Genius, hello. Hello, genius. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Why aren't you responding? Because I was just listening to see how you would present yourself given the circumstances that I'm tired and I've had a full day everybody's tired and has had a no, full day you're, you're not Jordan, Jordan, Jordan's exhausted he's had a really full day um, I did get a good nap in today so no I'm a little more alert plus I didn't have to fight traffic uh, getting in because we're our, our timing we, we're starting at 8 rather than 7.30 30 minutes really makes that big of a difference. Yes, it, yes, it does. Yes, uh-huh, mm-hmm. It makes a great big difference. Where? Where do you find the traffic? On the outer drive. Yeah, I know, but which part? It, well, it, it, it's always going to be a little clogged around Navy Pier, but when I come in early, it's horrible right from the museum campus all the way through, and then when I become mayor... I'm going to eliminate the uh, traffic light at Chicago Avenue. No, that's the worst one. That is really stupid. It's just stupid. It's ill-placed. And all those it, idiots going left onto Chicago. Oh, my God. They're so they stupid. Back up the traffic. What you do is you get off before that and lower Wacker, and you can get everywhere you want, by, like maybe an hour quicker doing that. But the fucking lemmings mm-hmm. line up to make that left turn. Um... But Jordan I, is here. But I thought about you the whole way. And then, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Mm-hmm. Not only did I get here... I'm just going to keep eating my dinner. I managed to get here on, at the correct time, even though it took me almost 55 minutes to get here because of traffic. So I had to get off the other drive and fight my way through. So then I went down to the basement. I got all the equipment. And then because Rock and Roll Ruth was cleaning cat for, uh, for uh, her, her niece was staying at her house in Jefferson Park and she had a cat and the place is just loaded apparently with cat gross. fur. Yeah, gross. Exactly. So um, Is the niece moving out? The niece moved out, yeah. So, so now what? Now what? What? She has somebody renting her basement. She has somebody renting her, town, her coach house and um, so She's got her house back. I mean, I don't know what she's going to do. She's going to rent out the house house? I think she would to somebody who didn't have a cat. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I got, so I got down here. So, I thought I'd be a helper, and I tried to take all the stuff out of the, all the equipment, kind of like Ruth does, but I think I fucked that Which, up. Which, by the way, what kind of wild hair did you have up your ass that you were going to decide to be a helper today? You're never a no, helper. I was a helper yesterday. Today oh. I wasn't a helper. Mm. Jordan okay. Jordan had to do it all himself. Well, I think I once I started putting stuff out, I knew I was putting it in the wrong place. I mean, I could just visually see this is not how Ruth unloads the 
after I lugged it up the stairs. So anyway, and guess what? So time came, and all of a sudden, look at there's no, there's no Jordan, there's no pub crawl Liz. It's all me. I'm sitting up here in the uh, window. I wish someone would take a picture of with that. My, with my thumb up my ass, looking at, and oh, I don't have a fucking phone because Toby changed providers, so I have no way of reaching out to the world and and and. <laughs> So that's a problem. So all this just huge, cons- everything conspiring against me. And I had chased people out of the window. Now they're looking at me like I'm a fucking lunatic because what the <laughs> fuck's the Jagoff doing up there? And um, so, and then it starts kind of, so I think I went down to Kim, who's bartending. I said, Kim, would you, would you um, send an email <laughs> to Pub Crawl Liz and tell her, where the fuck are you, you ditzy fucking little jumping bean? And and I was really once I, once Jordan was there, then all the red light, because you had specifically told me to show you know you were going to do it on Monday. First of all, and no, there's no, so many things here. No, no. First of all, yeah, because there is no there is no email or anything saying. Um, we're changing it to Tuesday. Zero. You have no evidentiary okay, proof. Okay, let's let let us peel back these layers. Hey, Exhibit A. We always record on Tuesdays unless I specifically send you an and you an did. You said email. Monday. Where when did it, it get in my head Monday? Because you said Monday. We're going to have to do Monday. I don't know. But show me. Oh, the, I show know. Me the, show I me the know. Facebook message. You said you had meetings. There is no Facebook. You told me See? verbally. You told me verbally the on the last podcast. do you listen podcast. to me verbally? I, I listen Never. to you verbally Never. because I feel your that... Your story already has so many holes in it. Because I don't listen to you verbally. No. That's your. That's going to be... That's how there, you're resting listen, your case. If there are three people involved, doesn't it tell you something when two people are not here? Who the wrong person is? No, what it tells me is you were smart enough and decent enough to tell Jordan that you, were, you changed it. You changed it. That's what it tells me. But who the fuck gives a shit about the genius? Now, her position, ladies and gentlemen, is this. I would have been down here anyway. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have been down here in the fucking crack of fucking dawn. In a, in a nightmarish, Yeah, in a nightmarish traffic jam. You're so dramatic. I'm so... Yeah. But I believe, you know, this is the difference between you... Well, because I've, always, I've learned that you're kind of on a borderline sociopath. You don't really <laughs> have a conscience. And, and you know... No, you know what it is? I'm spread, I'm spread too thin. thin. Um, yeah, that's one way of that's one way of I'm spread too thin, it. and so, I'm trying to appease so, you. I just start, I need to start saying no to people. What? I just need to start saying no to people. You know what I'm doing tomorrow? No, what are you doing tomorrow? I have such a crazy-ass week this week. Literally. Like, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. most... Every day except for Friday where my day ends at 5 p.m. And I have like little baby windows, right? Doing what? I have meetings or lectures. I'm giving a lot of lectures this week. I was just at a lecture tonight, which is why we're... You were giving a lecture? Yeah. Where? Um, Where? The Field Museum. Okay, so... I have these little windows where like I have an hour and a half where I can get some other work done or I can just not do anything or I can eat or whatever. 
my friend asked me to come into her class, her first grade class, and talk about what it means to be a historian. A first grade class? Yeah, like why it's important to record stuff. Do the kids even listen? <laughs> I don't know. What do they do? What but do I've first graders this, do? I, I've done this before for her, like in years past, and I said yes. And of what, course, I'm always going to say yes what to her. What school? What school? Oh, uh, that school down the street over here at. Uh, Let's, oh, um. That's the one on, uh, right by the Newberry. Yeah, I know which one that. What do they call that? That, like, inner. It's kind of an in school, I mean, if, for the neighborhood. It's like a mixture. They combine schools. Yeah, no, I know. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. But literally, like, I have to go there at noon, and I have to stay there until 1.30, and then I have to hurry up and go to another meeting at 2, and it's like, I just find myself running around like a crazy person because I just don't say no. But I feel bad saying no. Anyway, one person I can't really say no to is you, which is why we're in oh, this situation. You, you perfected the art of saying no to me. That's not true. I've been trying to get you to come over and help me do some computer stuff now for almost seven months. I offered, and you said no because you're going to go hit golf balls no, instead. You are, I knew First of all, you said you'd be, you had a meeting at 3, you'd be there at 2. And I knew that I would be exhausted from um, hitting golf balls, and I'd need my fucking nap. Plus, I so knew you, you said go. no to me. No, I said no to you because it was not even nearly enough time. I need, I need time. I can't, I can't solve all my problems in a stinking hour. So yes, Are it you, was. I, do you even listen to yourself? Of course I do. I'm fascinated by myself. <laughs> oh, did we turn the jukebox off? Uh, no, we sure did not. Well, could you do that, Shorty? Well, wait. Are you gonna upset the patrons? Yeah. Oh, I gotta turn this shit off. <laughs> All right. So, do you even know where the on-off button is? <laughs> it's, it's actually the perfect dramatic music for him right now. Oh, now someone's gonna come up here and bitch at you. See, now that's your job. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Ruth is not here. That slacker. This is her job. No, you usually turn the. I don't actually. Yes, you do. Swear to God. I've seen. You swear to God, yeah. No, because I'm usually coming in right at the 11th hour to sit down and put the headphones on and go. No, you are always the are first one. Are you for one. real? I'm absolutely for real. I swear to God, you live in a parallel universe. You're the only person that doesn't have to bend over to turn <laughs> off the jukebox. <laughs> that might be true. Um, all right, anyway, you were wrong, we were right, the end. Um, you, I was wrong, and you were right at the end because you didn't tell me that we had changed the day of the <laughs> I podcast. I started getting the, the messages from Kim, and all I could do was picture you all by your lonesome in that corner with your headphones on, oh. ready to talk. Oh, <laughs> he just could not I, I, stop laughing. No, there was no headphones. And I was in a meeting. I would love, you know. My phone was in front of me in a I meeting. just wish I knew how to do the whole podcast so I could just, Hi, everyone. This is Bob Carl Liz. <laughs> And George's over here, and... Were you nice to Kim, or were you yelling at her? Oh, yeah, well, I was screaming at her what to say to you. I was saying, tell that stupid fucking cunt, and this and that. And then Toby, who's down there, how dare you say that? You need... And so then she's defending the hell out of you. And um, it was, you know, and plus... But then I got my phone from Toby, so now I had a phone. But of course, you were no, no goddamn way you were answering that phone, were you? Well, I was in a meeting, which is why oh, I couldn't yeah, be there. Oh yeah, I was in a meeting. So now, once I had my phone, 
I didn't feel as um, as emasculated as I did without my phone. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. Oh, it's hilarious. That was just the funniest night of my life. <laughs> I'm sure you've had worse nights. Yes, I have. Yeah, my favorite is remember the time you ran down the street naked. <laughs> um. Well, you know, the worst thing about that was my feet were severely, you know, running bare feet, uh, barefoot with a garbage what can. What time of year was that? It was summer. Oh, so you're fine. I was, except all the bars were getting out, and, you know, and I couldn't get rid of my erection in those days. I mean, Jesus. In those days, days holy yeah. shit. <laughs> so I've got this garbage can lid, and I'm not. But then the fucking cops spot me, when they, and they have to do a U-turn up at North and Wells, and I'm ducking in and out of gangways and then trying to explain to your girlfriend why you know why you arrive home with no clothes and you're bare naked now the fortunately the erection was gone by then so that, that helped an upstanding citizen but, but my feet were a fucking mess my little delicate you know how delicate my hands are well my feet are every bit as delicate so no that was that was every, and, and I got out of it nicely that night it was just the next day when the boyfriend showed up with all my clothes and <laughs> that's when I got in really what a dummy. That's when I got in big trouble. What a dummy! Um, I wasn't dummy. I mean, it just could have happened to anybody. But I learned one thing: when you're banging abroad, you do not leave your clothes by the fucking door when possibly a large boyfriend yeah. can smash the door that's, down. And... That's like affairs 101. Oh, when was the last time you got caught? I'm not that kind of person. Which, which kind of person gets caught? The dumb kind that has an affair to begin with. It wasn't an affair. It was a one night, you know. I it's mean, still an affair. First of all, the chick was super hot, and I would dream about fucking her for a long, long time. And all of a sudden, there it was, right in front of me. Okay. On a silver platter. Okay. So what, what was I supposed to do? But that's still an affair. If you were no, involved it's not with somebody affair. else. No, it's not. An affair. What would you call it? It was uh, sex. <laughs> The fair is like All more right, than fine. once. Um, illicit sex 101 is don't leave your clothes by the door. By the way, there's a big... Let's see, that would be in Portrait of the Genius Young Man. Yeah, that's yeah. a chapter on it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Um, I had coffee with H.B. Ward today. Really? Mm-hmm. What was the... He, he was your... He was one of my meetings. He was at the meeting? He, no, he was one of my meetings. Oh, you had a meeting with HB? Yeah, I called a meeting. With you and HB? Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell, well please tell us more. I am, ho- I am putting together a very special event at a brewery. By the way, where, where was the meeting taking place? I, I do a lot of my meetings at the History Museum Cafe. And he, HB showed up? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm putting together a very special event in July at a brewery involving two different breweries, involving beer history, involving all kinds of other history, and I need two very strong actors to be a part of it. Why? Because it's more of a performance than a lecture. Because it's it, that's it's it's gonna be like an old school town hall debate kind of so I need two very strong actors to, to do some scripting or some improv based on historic facts that I provide and the, 
one of the best actors I know is HB. So I said I asked him to have coffee and listen to my idea. Do they have to be boy actors? Mm, just if it's going to be historically accurate, yes, because women weren't really drinking like that. When? What? When was? What? Like fourteen, fifteen hundreds. Oh, we don't know what they were doing. They're probably making the beer, but um, anyway. So I asked him to meet with me so that we could have a conversation about the event and what I was looking to do and if he would be interested in being one of the actors. And uh, he was so he was so excited and he said, yes, I would love to. For you, anything. He's such a good guy. And then he said, and I said, okay, so who's the other actor we should get? You know, and you know who he suggested? Who? Steven. Oh, Stephen Walker. Yeah. Um, and guess what? Ten well, minutes after we, I left him, he called me up and he goes, "All right, Steve's in." Oh, well, how nice of Steve. Steve, Steve is really walking, tiptoeing on thin ice these days over in, in collecting a bet. We had a ten-dollar bet that when the Mueller Mueller report came out that it would be he said it would be a, a big nothing or uh, yeah nothing now if you look up the word nothing in the dictionary you could say disappointing and all but not nothing there there's about 20 impeachable offenses that Mueller describes now Stephen wants to actually come on the podcast and defend him which he, he can't possibly defend himself how do you know because I've talked to him. Yeah, but you're crazy sometimes. I'm yes, but I'm a genius, and I'm re- I'm the smartest person you'll ever know for, for the rest of your life. And to debate me would be let's, a su- let's a have suicide. Him on. Let's have him on. No, what do you got? What are you afraid of if you're going to destroy him? I'm not him? afraid. I, it's just the boredom factor. Once I destroy I'm not him, be bored. I destroy him. Jordan in, won't I destroy be him in thirty seconds, and then uh-huh. what do we do? I, I, just watch him. I think we should at least well, offer up the opportunity. Well, okay, we watch. We'll offer up the opportunity. By the way, for anyone, and he listens. He listens to the podcast. For so. anyone who's just started to listen to the podcast, um, we, one of our guests at the past, on the past podcast was HB, and another past guest was Steven. So you guys can go back and download those podcasts and meet the people we're talking about. Um, but anyway, so I'm so excited that uh, well, that's, that's, both of these fellows are going to do this. Well, that's interesting because, you know, they fight each other over parts because they're very similar uh, actors. Yeah, but I think they're also like very, they respect each other quite a bit. I think they're very competitive. <laughs> I you, think, you just like the drama. I, you create your own no, drama I in your head. When I, when I did their portraits over by the, the, the Red Orchid actors, uh, I put them next to each other and Stephen was a particularly... You know, you really have to put me next to HB. <laughs> but um, they're also they also know how to play and play H- you. HB um, was on a submarine for six years, which explains a great deal. <laughs> what was that nickname? Uh, uh, Torpedo Boy. <laughs> but but um, there's a big scandal today. There was a submarine 
and there was uh, now he said there was only a couple, one or two women when he was on the submarine, but now there was like thirty. Now you know, HB would have been the first guy to, if there were thirty women, he would be in all kinds of hot water, and or maybe cold water and submarines, but um, so there was a lot of. They had a list going around on the submarine. The guys did uh, a rape list, and then they'd rate the girls as far as what their attributes for who's the most rapeable broad, then who's the second Come most on. Rape. Yeah, there's a big scandal. It was on the national news. So the commander of the sub got fired. And what the hell's wrong with these people? Well, I mean, what else are you going to do on a submarine but try to rate the broads? I don't know. Really? What else? Would, what would you do? Not abuse humans. Well, I, yeah. Well, the list and there was no raping going on, but apparently the girls were a little. One that of the girls in, that shows intent. One, one of the girls saw the list and was very, very offended. Yeah, I would be offended. Well, I would be offended if I wasn't on the rape list. <laughs> <laughs> you're so twisted. As you are saying that, I'm like, I know what he's gonna say. Um, so listen, I uh, I'm meeting with the boys again soon together, and I suggested to HB that I have that we have HB and Steven on like two or three weeks before the event so they can talk about it. So well, I've already it, got us some guests lined up. Yeah, but how about it, them apples? Wouldn't it be more fun to have them on after to see who, no. who fucked up? No, because we want to create buzz. So that people go okay. to the thing. Well, we have them on before and after. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and HB said that he's got a big part in tomorrow night's, well, I guess last night's, right? Because, yeah, the show will air on Thursday. So last night. So if you guys have Hulu and watch um, Chicago Fire. Isn't that on regular uh, yeah. network yeah, TV? Yeah, but, but you can watch it again. Anyway, he's on Chicago Fire this week. I think he actually He's got a beat big out. Part. I think he beat out Guy Von Swearingen <laughs> Jr. Thought you were gonna say he beat out Stephen. <laughs> no, no, he beat out Guy because when he went over to do the audition for that part, the part was apparently a retired fire captain or something. And Guy, who's a terrific actor, had just retired from the fire department, and he was <laughs> he wasn't retired. He was a lieutenant, but he was a retired. And, and HP gets the part. Well, um, so that's on this on this week. So anybody wants to see HB in action, watch Chicago Fire. Well, we get to see uh, HB in action here at least once a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we were in the Mu- History Museum's cafe, and then you know Josh works over there. So we were wrapping up, and he goes, "You think Josh is here?" And I go, "Yeah, he's always here." So we walked over to the front desk, and we found Josh, and we were all sitting there chatting. And HB goes. Wow, this is weird. It's like you're real people. <laughs> is that how he? That's how. That was his observation. Yeah, because usually we're all sitting in the freaking bar just being idiots. Uh, well, Josh isn't an idiot. He, he gets drunk. Well, that's kind of why you come to the bar. Really? So, Not me. I don't. I don't get drunk. Well, it's because you're I'm weird. Because no. Because you know why? Because I have I, I have character. And I have discipline. And, oh, really? And I really kind of look down on drunks. There's no reason. I can come in there and, and spend three, four, five hours without being falling down stupid drunk. 
and pooping my pants. I can do that. That's, I don't understand people who poop their pants. Well, it's certainly something you want to... You, you really want to discourage that. I mean, really? They're that drunk? That's ridiculous. No, yeah, well... Anyway, so it was weird kind of to see the gang not in the bar together. I would I would not find that strange at all. Yeah, it was weird. Well, we've had we've had HB drive. He, you know, he's part time Uber or Lyft or whatever. Yeah, Lyft. I mean, I've seen him in that. He drove us somewhere once. Remember? Oh yeah. He drove us to the uh, where were we? Rick, Rick Hogan's t- uh, radio show. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So we see him. In- and he did, he was a very good driver, and he knew a little shortcut I didn't know. <laughs> I was impressed. He was good. Um, so, yeah, so we've got some future guests lined up, which is always good. Um, I also have another future guest lined up for us. Do you want to know who it is, or should I surprise you? I really would love to know. Um, my friend Karen Abbott, who is a writer. Um, she writes some really fantastic books for anyone out there who, uh, is interested in Chicago history. She's written a book called Sin in the Second City about the country's most popular brothel that was in Chicago. The Sisters? Yeah, the Everly Sisters, uh-huh. uh-huh. I, I had an idea for doing a musical about the Everly Sisters, and the, 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 it was a brilliant idea. Somebody probably steal it now. I'm going to bring it out, and I'm probably not going to ever write it now. But it was going to be Lady Chatterley's daughter, who we, nobody knows whatever happened to the daughter. I would have her coming over to the, taking a boat, coming over to the U.S., ending up in Chicago, working in the Everly Sisters brothel, and make it a musical. Do it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still trying to get my dung beetle novel done. Oh, God, with this dung beetle novel. I know. It's it's really... It's painful. Well, see, you don't read my books anyway, so what the yeah, fuck Yeah, I do. You... I've read two out of three. Yeah, you're so busy. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so Karen, um, she's written a handful of books. She wrote, wrote a book about Gypsy Rose Lee. She wrote a book about... Um, 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 these female... Uh, these women who were Civil War soldiers dressed as men, obviously, and they ended up being spies. Um, all based on a true story. All of her stuff is based on, on, on fact. And well, she's well, just... Well, make sure you give me a book. If you have her as a guest, i got to read one of her books. Oh, yeah. I'll get which one. I mean, just... I'll, yeah, they're, they're all great. And she's, she's just um, written another one that comes out in August. Um... Called uh, 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 the Ghosts of Eden Park, which is again based on a true story. It's about this guy who pretty much serves as the inspiration for The Great Gatsby. And um, she's coming in June to do a press event. Where does she live? New York. She's coming in June how, to do a press do you, event. How do you know her? Um, we met because uh, I asked her. I reached out to her when she wrote *Sin in the Second City* to do a lecture for uh, me at the History Museum. And she lectured, and then we went out for drinks and hit it off, and we've been friends ever since. Oh. Was there any sex involved? <sighs> Lots. Oh. Um, was it rough, or was it... Sure. Very rough sex, huh? Sure. Um, we'll discuss that when she's on the show. 
Why do you always have to go there? Like, why do you have well, to? Because I'm interested. Sex, I find sex interesting. Okay. Um, so she's doing a big press event for the book in June, which comes out in August. So I asked her if she would be in the podcast for, while she was here for the day. She said yes. That's well, a great promotion of for her book. I know. And then when she, we're going to do an event together in August for her book release. I'm about halfway through um, um, Miss Zemeckis's. Oh, which it, one? It's, it's, it's really the last, uh, her latest one about uh, the Tempest Storm. Oh, the, um, the Feuding Fan Dancers. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, she's, she's a good writer. Yeah, she is. I try to surround myself with nice, intelligent women. Talented. Yeah, I, well, except for your oh, fucking wife. Well, I mean, that was one of the most disgusting the, the, human beings that ever the drew breath on The key word there is face. X. X, but I'm still, I mean, I, it's such a bitter taste in my mouth that I had to spend a goddamn week with that slimy... You should be lucky you got off on a week. I got. A, I had. I had fourteen years. Oh my God! I. I just. <laughs> Consider yourself lucky. It, well, I do. I do, and I think about that. I mean, um, the creature from the black lagoon. Yes, I. She, is she had home. one of the most horrible. Her 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 mouth. It was something about her mouth. You know, it was rodent-like mouth, and she had this just rodent expression on her face at all times. It was just, oh, so scary to just look, especially on that bus, when we were on the bus, and I was sitting across the aisle from around the bus, and I had to look over at that snarl, on that snarl. She almost, her teeth are almost canine. Ooh. <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah, that was a bad so other situation. Than, so other than that choice. Yeah, other than that choice, everybody else is pretty all right. But then you hit the jackpot with um, Go Girl. Girl. I did. She's a wonderful, wonderful, she is. kind, kind human. Um, all right, so see, you should be very thankful. i got several guests lined up for us. I am, but I'm afraid to line guests up because you change the nights all the time. Well, it's all right. It was not all right. What else you got to do? What else you got to do? Yeah, I'm worried about the guests. No, I, we changed I'm lineup. Worried, I'm worried about the guests because I've t- if I would have invited Kirsten, I, I, I was negotiating with Kirsten from Red Orchid, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't sure. I mean, I knew, I figured, you, well, you said Monday, but you know what? Knowing your little scatterbrain, who can be, depend on that? So all of a sudden that's Kirsten you, shows up That's on why Monday. you tell them to talk to me directly. I'm the handler of the schedule. Oh, God. And whenever I line up a guest, I will have already made sure that it works for everybody, and I'll just know it's going to work for you. Okay. So, Jordan is really the most important person to have present. Yes, and he was he was late tonight. Now I really panic. I think, could they have fucked me two nights in a row? <laughs> we did that on purpose. I told you eight, but it was really 8.15. Yeah, well, I got just here. Just to put a little, a, a little fear in your step. I got, I got here 10 minutes after 7. Why? I mean, because the traffic was perfect. It was pause. Pause. No, I left it. No, wait, it wasn't 7. You say no, that no. getting here at 7.30 no. sucks ass for traffic. No, no. I have to get here at least a half hour early. Why? 
Because bringing up the shit from the basement and getting everything ready. It takes you 30 minutes to bring up a box from the basement. And also, if there's people sitting up here, I got to shoo them out of here. Why don't you put reserve signs out over here around 6.30? We do, but you'd be surprised. People don't really... Now you're just trying to be a martyr. No, I'm not. I got... I believe in in getting places early, make sure that there's no problems, and allowing for possible traffic problems. I mean, I'm totally opposite of you. I mean, I care. It's it's just a form of respect for other people, which is, is just inbred in me. And I mean, which somehow, I'm on time for other stuff. <laughs> well, of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. All right. Anyway. Um, oh, you know what HB told me about that I saw briefly, but um, I'm glad he reminded me because I'm actually really interested in it. But you won't care because you you're not into pop culture. Maybe Jordan. I'll talk to Jordan about it. Um... Did you ever watch The Jeffersons or All in the Family? I watched that, yeah. So Jimmy Kimmel is doing a live episode of each of the each show, and he's got actors playing certain parts. So Woody Harrelson is going to be Archie Bunker. Um, shit, who's going to be Edith? I forget. But then it's followed by an episode of The Jeffersons, and Wanda Sykes is going to be Wheezy. So, this is going to be a special? It's like a live show on the t- on TV. On his show? No, tomorrow night. On, on ABC, ABC? Jimmy Kimmel, ABC? Well, tell me all about it. <laughs> um, I'm, I have a lecture tomorrow night, so I can't watch it, but I'll watch the not live version. Don't you have a, a, like a VCR or something you can tape? A VCR? Well, how do you tape stuff? You just watch it on the... On, that's why you have Hulu. That's why you have Netflix. Uh. <laughs> I can see the headache <laughs> growing in your, in your skull. Yeah. You can't understand that? So HB told you this? Yeah. So this is exciting for HB? I think it's exciting for anyone who likes live performances and pop culture, like old shows. What? What? I'm failing to failing to grasp the excitement. It's because you're a very strange human. Um, did you? One thing. Another thing I have to watch. There's a lot of things I gotta watch. Did you watch um, the mayoral inauguration? Yeah, I did. No, so I, I didn't I see the this, very end. I heard um, the speech was fantastic. It was uh, so so. Oh, you don't think so? I mean, it was. I mean, I'm I'm very nervous ever since I saw her pose for that picture with Ivanka. Oh Lord! But I I mean, it was a pure, unadulterated shit show up until she spoke. I mean, and then what do you mean? They brought in every fucking loser, preacher, rabbi, Muslim, whatever they call them. Was it worse than the royal wedding? The royal wedding was more more interesting because the people. I mean, the, the royal wedding was um, not nearly as freaky as the Chicago, you know. <laughs> I mean, and then some guy named Miguel Cervantes sang the national anthem. He's in, he's in that Hamilton. And then they bring out, I don't know who the fuck. Then they do the pledge. And then they bring out, and then... These 400-pound black women in pink outfits, one of them is our new treasurer or something like that, they all kind of come out. Now, the aldermen are all sitting behind I mean, the, There's nothing. 
there's nothing more despicable than a Chicago alderman. And there's just all piled up behind. Now, she comes out and she says, I'm going to stick it up their asses, which is really great. Now, if there was good TV, they would have showed close-ups of their faces. And Alderman Burke, I don't even know if he was there, but if he was, he was way back there because you couldn't see him. And um, so it was really a grotesque affair. Then she finally gets up there. To speak. By the way, her, um, her wife, and she got a daughter probably. The daughter looks like about 11, 12. And the wife is white, very tall, very kind of masculine, tall woman. And um, so they're all up there. Her mom's in the audience. Mom's kind of cool. Kind of, she was pretty old, but um, she, she gave her mom the props. And then the speech was, I like, the speech was good. Uh, as far as I saw it, I think I started getting drowsy right about then. But... Um, and I love the fact that she's going to take away the alderman's number one perk, which is they had veto power over all zoning and pretty much everything that happens in their war. She said, fuck that. Uh, they'll have a say, but they ain't getting no more veto power. Yeah. So this really takes some muscle away from the alderman. Now, I'm assuming they're going to rumble with her, but I don't know. Maybe they don't have the balls. Um, she looks like a tiny but tough cookie. So, well, I mean, the aldermanic situation in the city is ridiculous. Well, they should cut them in half, first of all. You don't, yeah. need, you don't need 50 aldermen. 25 would be fine. Back in the day, each ward had two. What day? 1800s. There was only two aldermen? No, two per ward. Oh, two per... There were two per ward? Yeah, two aldermen per ward. Oh, God. So well, fucked up this joint was. Well, they knew how... They knew how. I mean, those guys are expensive. I mean, and then she, oh, the other thing she said, was, which was good, was no more side jobs. You're not profiting off being an alderman. I mean, look at Ed Burke. He has made Which is so millions. stupid that a mayor has to actually say this out loud. Well, this is Chicago. Excuse me, no profiting. This is Chicago. Remember somebody called Mayor Daly? And then, oh, Mayor Daly's uh, simple-minded kid is there. Um, with his daughter, he didn't bring in. He apparently, he has a black Richie. Richie was there. Huh. He was sitting there. He looks real old now. I think he's about my age, so probably is pretty old. Um, and he, he no, he didn't have his black girlfriend with him, which I, I found interesting. He had his daughter with him, but um, yeah, I mean, when the, you you have dailies, you know, it was. The machine, the corruption was just overwhelming, and now I think there's some hope here. Hmm. It'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've, I hope so. I've got my fingers crossed, and I wouldn't say I'm guardedly optimistic, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah. If you don't have hope, what you got? You got reality. <laughs> That's what you got. Lord. Um, you look exhausted. Maybe. I'm so tired. Yeah, I think that. I think maybe we got to put this baby to bed. Are you are you are you tired of talking to me? I never tire of talking to you. I never ever no? ever no. You don't get tired of yelling at me? I don't you know what? I try every, everything I say Scold. is an, is an act of love. I just want you to be what you could be. I just don't want you to be the lazy little, ah, little lazy. That's hilarious. Little Mexican jumping bean. I want you to. I want you to fulfill yourself. 
I'm fulfilled. And, and I'm here to inspire you. <laughs> you, ins- I, you do inspire me, in fact. Yeah, and that's what I'm here for. Good. I'm glad you have a purpose now. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've always had purposes. Uh, that's better than having porpoises. Oh, that's very witty. I, you ever think about writing for TV? That's That was really quite, that's classic I know. shit. That's fucking 70s pop culture education right there. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I, uh, we've got a lot, lot going on here. Yeah, we do. What do you have going on this weekend? It's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, well, last weekend wore my ass out because I'm not, as you probably guess, I'm probably not the most socially active person. And I had to go to a cocktail party, um, no talking Sean, and his, his, his wife was really great, Sue, through a cocktail party. They just moved into Hyde Park. Right, the building right next door. They didn't I just move in. Yeah, they did about a month or two ago. I guess he had to do some a lot of rehab. I feel like they were like already living there, sort of. No, 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 dum dum. They go no, to the Cove all the time, you they know. They have, they have a place. Uh, I think they 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 lived in Frankfurt, but they also had a place in Michigan. Yeah. So um, no, no, nothing in that. But so they moved to Hyde Park about I don't know maybe three four months ago. But they didn't move in until fairly recently. And he's a very prolific artist. It's, it was quite interesting to see. Oh, scene. really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I was quite impressed with all of his So artwork. you had to go to a cocktail party and be social. Well, see, that's my problem. The because Because uh, now, luckily, this the lady who sold him the building, was sitting, we were sitting on a couch, and she was sitting next to Ruth. So... Ruth and her were talking. I'm always interested in Hyde Park real estate and stuff like that. And she was a very interesting lady. So I just kind of listened in to Ruth and her talk. But, it, you know, like that, I didn't, the book of it didn't show up. And uh, the people there, I didn't know any of them. And um, so they're kind of clicks, you know, they all know each other. So they were all busy talking to each other. And, I don't like mixing in that kind of a situation. So, um, yeah, and plus then I had to get out of here. We had to be in the bar by 9.30, I think it was, because the traveling nurses, that's a story in itself. But uh, Andrea was in town from Colorado, and Laura, they they would come through town probably showed up 10, 12 years when Howie first had his breakfast club and yeah. they they traveled around <laughs> filling in at emergency room nurses and um, oh so they finished a shift early in the morning so they yeah so they, so they came here right after Howie kind of started the 8 o'clock shift and um, everybody just loved them they're great they were hot I mean really hot hot chicks and um, then they left town, and they came back. And actually, but then Laura eventually fell in love with some guy, and she just spit out her third kid, a real cute little girl, two boys and a girl. And Andrea has now settled down in Denver. So they were going to be in town. Rare time. I haven't seen Laura because How do you communicate with them? I'm on Facebook. Oh. So um, I got down here for that. And uh, by the time all that was over, I was absolutely fucking exhausted because you know I don't. When was this Saturday? Yeah, but I, the cocktail party was 
I don't usually start my day off that early as I did. So anyway, then um, that was Saturday. And then Sunday, I had to get down here at 5 or 6, I forget what. The Tui, the, uh, uh, there are six, they're not Tuis because they're Mike, I forget what Mike's maiden name was. But Mike, when she, she had a couple, well, she had three illegitimate kids, two before she met Tui, and then one in the middle of it. And so the first one to show up was Joe Friedman. And, you know, it's fascinating. He looks more like his mother than any of the other, um, of the, her other six kids. Well, I haven't seen There's one kid that still uh, hasn't been discovered yet. But the Wait newest. I'm so confused. Okay. What do you mean discovered? Mike had two illegitimate kids. She never. She never knew them? She didn't know them. Okay. But she told me. She and then combined. she had four kids? She used to combine. With Mike, no, then with she had. Uh, th- Jim? She had three with Tui, but she also had, in the middle of her kids with Tui, he showed up at the hospital for like one of them, and. Um, she said, oh, Jim, this one's not a keeper. And a cab driver came in. She gave the kid to the cab driver. Wait, what? You just heard me. You speak English. Now, it turns out, Tui, Tui never knew who was the father of that particular kid is. But Mike told me. And it was a guy named Ed Wallen who was, it was Jim Tui's <laughs> best friend. Just names here. Oh. Best, best friend. And... Um, so, so there were three kids that didn't have an identity. Yeah, so we haven't discovered the Ed Wallen one. Okay, but wait, so we just discovered another one? Yeah, two of them, yeah. Well, now the latest one, her name is Kim. Very nice. Looks just almost like, exactly like little Michaela. Little Michaela is a Chicago copper. Mm-hmm. In fact, I told her mother. Oh, I've met her before. Yeah. Well, the other two boys, everybody was here, and their wives and all kinds. So it was this big, huge collection of... Uh, I call them Tuies, even though they're three, so all the three kids, of them. So all the kids get along? Yeah. Huh. I mean, yeah. Was Jim here? Yeah. Everyone is cool? Miss Jones was here? Well, really? He, well, what's he going to do? I mean, you know, these are all his kids' sister, sisters and brothers. Yeah, I mean. So, I mean, you know, so he's you, a good sport. So Jim's a good sport. So you had to come down here to watch it all? Well, they... I mean, they, they said that I was needed. For and what? I, well, because I know shit that nobody else knows. So you were here as a... No, because Mike used to tell... Mike used to tell me stuff. So they were trying to get information out of you. Yeah. That's why you were needed. Well, I think I'm... Because I'm famous and I'm charming and, and you know, I'm exciting. So I think that's also... But the, the latest one, Kim... Is from she was raised in Iowa, whereas Joe was raised over in Rogers Park, and he was a you know an Irish drunk being raised by Jew, a Jewish family is <laughs> it had to be traumatic for the Jewish family, yeah. but uh, <laughs> and Joe's had some health issues, but he's a real nice guy, real smart. So was it he's a spectacle? Very smart. Hmm? Was it a spectacle? Well, there was a lot of drinking going on. A lot of fighting. No fighting. It was all fun. Everybody was getting oh, along. That's good. So you had a long night here, watching it all go well, down. Well, I, 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 I folded my tent around ten o'clock. I was it exhausted, right. staggered, got in the car, and went home and fell immediately to bed. I was exhausted. 
Yeah. So you, all this social shit really took its toll on me. All right. Well, you have more social shit this weekend. It's a three-day weekend. I might, but I forgot. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, yeah, he can remember that Monday night. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I remembered yeah, that, else? and Ruth remembered that. Bullshit. No. Well, you pay a price no, for this. You can't. You can't. You know. You know that. Ever since, ever since uh, last week's show, when she said she was offended by Samantha oh, Irby's men- the menstruating. Men- yeah, and all I could think yeah, of. Yeah, she was all pissed off about. That. All I could think of was, you're offended by Samantha Irby's article on menstruation yet. She's dating Bruce Elliott. Yeah, well, it was interesting. I found the most I mean, interesting thing. There's one that's thing. a little bit more offensive. I, I, than I the found other. the I found the most interesting thing about that whole discussion was about how both you girls were offended when I started describing All right, yeah, what it was like. Why do you have to go that route? It was it's performing not, not oral on girls that's menstruating. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. I call it Strawberry right. Sunday time. All right. Um, so don't tell gonna, me let's, about let's, I'm, let's, I'm disturbing you. Let's let's. Uh, you don't want Let's to talk wrap about that, that up, huh? put the cherry on top, and well, put it look away. At that. Look at the speed of a cherry on top. <laughs> Heading down to the crack dealer. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, we'll uh, report in next week uh, with... Yeah, God only knows what day we'll be down here, because Liz will change it 40, 50 uh, times. I'll have to check it. You know what? We'll, we'll, let's have a little tet-a-tet-a-tet. Uh, after the sh- wrap this up. Oh, I think our record. I and want we're going to write it down. Internet. We're going to write it down. Oh, we'll, well, what we'll do is a daily, I, I will have a, a, a internet record. Yeah, you should. You I will. should. I will. Because the now only on. way to put you in your place. Okay. All right. Well, um, Jordan, thanks for uh, doing your thing. Uh, everyone out there, thank you for tuning in again and downloading. And um, I don't know, I guess the, guess thinks that you're here, genius. On that note, say goodnight, genius. Good night, genius. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye.